0: You are listening to the Zen Nova Scotia podcast with talks by Cone Franz. These talks are made possible in part by generous donations from our listeners. To find out how to support and take part in our community, visit ZenNovaScotia.com. Tonight again, I wanted to share something from Dogen's record of things heard. This is from Part 1, Section 15. Dogen instructed, It is rather easy to lay down one's own life and cut off one's flesh, hands, or feet in an emotional outburst. Considering worldly affairs, we see many people do such things even for the sake of attachment to fame and personal profit. Yet it is most difficult to harmonize the mind meeting various things and situations moment by moment. A student of the way must cool his mind as if he were giving up his life and consider if what he is about to say or do is in accordance with reality or not. If it is, he should say or do it. Begins by saying that it is easy to lay down one's own life and to cut off one's own flesh One's own hands or feet in an emotional outburst. Literally speaking, maybe not so easy. But the way that I understand this is he's talking about a kind of passion. It's easy for us to get wound up. It's easy for us to get fired up maybe even fired up enough to make the grand gesture, to say the big thing, to make the big stand, to fight the fight. That's easy. We have a natural... Attraction to that aspect of our minds. It's the part of our minds that feels that it's right, that it's correct. (laughs) At the moment that you decide that you're right and that someone else is wrong, there's a kind of spigot that opens up. The volume on your emotions can be turned up. At the moment that you've established that you're right and someone else is wrong, there's nothing for you to see anymore. There's nothing more for you to question. There's nothing more for you to hear. Now you can strike. And in that permission to strike, there's a feeling of power or of potential power, you know. Not all of us are inclined to make the grand gesture or to fight the big fight, but we can still walk around with the feeling of, oh, but I would, Mm -hmm. right? If if they say one more thing about that, I'll I'll say it, right? Or if I witness that one more time, I I will stop it. It kind of changes the way we walk. It changes the way we breathe. It changes the way we see. We're a character, and the character is the person who knows. It's completely intoxicating. And it's a spectrum, right? You don't have to experience this at 10. To experience it, you can experience it at seven. You can experience it at three. But still, there's a little bit of juice. There's a little thing that happens in the blood. It's the intoxication of the illusion of clarity. And we've talked about this before. That One of the traps of this life is that the moments when we feel the most Clear tend to also be the moments when we are the least spacious. Mm -hmm. They're moments of confusion, and yet they have such a decisiveness to them, they have such a clear edge. that we can see them as the opposite of what they are. Dogen says, this is easy. This is is what we do naturally. This is our default. We can go there and then it it comes built in with a narrative that encourages us to go a little bit further and a little bit further and a little bit further. It's as if there's someone standing in our corner saying, you can do it. You've got this. You're right. You know. But then Dogen writes, yet it is most difficult to harmonize the mind, meeting various things and situations moment by moment. A student of the way must cool his mind as if he were giving up his life and consider if what he is about to say or do is in accordance with reality or not. The more I read this and the more I think about this, the more I am struck by the challenge that's offered in this. We have a tendency, I think, and by we, I mean everybody, to confuse, for example, passion with compassion. (laughs) So that when we feel something very deeply, we can also assign that a kind of generosity. (laughs) I care this much. (laughs) And we can, we can confuse cleverness with wisdom. So when we have a really good idea, when we've, when we've constructed an internal logic where all the puzzle pieces fit, we say, well, it fits, therefore it has depth. Dogan says... It is most difficult to harmonize the mind meeting various things and situations moment by moment. This is not knowing. This is meeting each moment not with the baggage that we've already constructed for ourselves, not with the idea that we carry that makes us feel strong. but with empty hands so that we can meet this moment as this moment. Not knowing. It's an active relinquishing of all that feeling of power. (laughs) So he says a student of the way must cool his mind as if he were giving up his life. At the first, he talks about giving up your life in an emotional outburst, right? Being so, so wound up, being at such a high pitch that you're willing to throw yourself into the fire. And here he says, you have to bring that same intensity to a kind of pause, to a commitment to see with different eyes. You have to bring the same strength of that commitment, the same strength that makes you feel so sure and so invincible to its opposite. And instead, stand naked, and unknowing and uncertain and face it, whatever it is. And then do it again. And then do it again. And then do it again. Here on the shelf, we have these slogans from a different tradition. They're really, really good. If you want one, if you want to stick something on your refrigerator, my recommendation of the day is, a student of the way must cool his mind as if he were giving up his life. Mm -hmm. Think about this one for a long time. And he says... And consider if what he is about to say or do is in accordance with reality. This, I think, at first can sound strange. What is not in accordance with reality? On the surface, we we might think, well, that's crazy. We've talked about this. Nothing unreal exists. But we have also talked about what this means and how our basic tendency is to push or to pull. It's to like or to dislike. It's to assign value so that something is good or something is bad. In this way, it doesn't matter what's real or what's not real. It's all real. To be in accord with reality is to not fight that reality. And the way that we fight that reality is by trying to make it fit what we want it to be. What we want it to be is to be simple. (laughs) So it's something we accept or something we reject. It's something that has value or doesn't have value something we embrace, or something we push away. As long as we do that, as long as we are guided by our metric for this moment, we are not, by this definition, in accord with reality. We're in tension with it. One of the most classic phrases in Zen is from a a Chinese teacher named Yunmin who said, the way is not difficult for those who have no preferences. You can put that on your refrigerator too. It doesn't mean you have no discriminating mind. It doesn't mean that you're made of jello and that you receive everything as the same thing. but that you're able to pause. When you face something, when you face whatever it is, you don't come armed with your pre-prepared list of what things are and what things aren't, and what is good and what is bad. You face it new, and then you face the next thing new. And you face the next thing, new. You arrive with empty hands every single time. And again, you commit to this with the same commitment that you would in running into battle. Except instead of picking up your weapon, you commit to leaving it where it is. and then stepping in anyway. And Dogen finishes by saying, he he says, consider if what he is about to say or do is in accordance with reality or not. If it is, he should say or do it. This is great. He could have left this part off. And it could have been all about the mind. But it's not. There's still a doing. Except the the admonition here is to check. Check if you are being guided by preferences. Check if you are being guided by attachment or if you are being guided by aversion. And if you find that you are not, if you find that your view or your intention has that basic clarity. The clarity of not pushing and not pulling. Dogen says, then act on it. That's your litmus test. That's your best chance of being skillful. But if In that moment, in that pause, in that examination, if you find that you are still holding your weapons or you are still holding your tools, if you find that you are eager to grab something or you are trying to push it away, he says, don't don't act quite yet. (laughs) Because the next thing you do, you're coming at it the wrong way. Mm This is a really short little passage. It's also a really high bar. We can easily spend the rest of our lives just working on this, just carrying this question into each moment, into, into each action, each encounter. What am I holding? What am I holding? What am I holding now? Am I still holding it? What about now? I think Dogen here indicates a faith that we can move beyond preference. that we can have moments of standing firm, of acting while not seizing and not resisting. And I hope he's right. For more information about Zen, our practice, and how you can support and take part in our community, please visit zennovascotia.com.